0: Well, now as we step into 2020, here's some interesting statistics on Christmas. 77% of people returned their gifts. The number one gifts returned were electronics and then clothing. Uh, More interesting though, people that returned more than half the gifts they received 20% of people return more than half the gifts they received. The biggest day, though, the gift return day of the year, uh, January 2nd. And as we're stepping now into 2020, the the business of the holiday season now slowing down a little bit, we're going to look at Psalm 4610. I know it's a verse people know by heart. I invite you to do what we're going to do, though, as we read the psalm. We're going to read it and then take a, a couple words out each time we read it. But Psalm 4610 in whole reads, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Moving into 2020, something that we're going to talk about today, some principles about marriage, about life, about success, about goals, about disappointments. At the height of all things, to daily be able to stop and just be still, know that he is God. This is Dean Graziosi. Uh, He's a writer. He does seminars. He made a lot of money and still does doing real estate he and his company did a survey of thousands of people interested in real estate to see what it is that they needed to learn. He took that information, put together a program to answer all those questions. Then people would call in about the program, but many didn't buy it. And so he wanted to know why the people didn't buy the program. And he said the number one answer, almost half the people gave the same answer. 42% said the reason they didn't buy the program though they wanted to, was negativity. Negativity from people that said things like, you know what, you've tried to do something like this before but failed, or this program would never work, or you don't have the skills necessary to do this. And so that negativity really stopped people. And we're going to talk about some of that here today. This is Jack Ma. You may not know him, but Jack Ma started a company called Alibaba in China. It's similar to Amazon. It's the largest online retailer in China. In some departments, it's the largest in the world. What's fascinating is Jack Ma started the company. He was rejected, think about this, for 43 jobs in a row. He said, then KFC happened. He shared that when KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, came to my town in China, 24 people went for the job. 23 were accepted i was the only guy who wasn't he said think about that i was the only person that couldn't get hired at kfc and again imagine the negative talk from people his own thoughts but he said i've got to do something different so he started his own company not letting all that rejection stop him and now alibaba again the largest online retailer in china Sometimes, department-wise, it's the largest in the world. This is Brene Brown. Shared something uh, just fascinating. One day she was in line to to get coffee, and she made her order. The person was preparing her drink. Her phone rang, so she answered it. And then she said to the person, you know what, I'll call you back in a few minutes. I'm in line at this uh, restaurant. Hung up her phone, and she looked at the clerk and said, sorry about that. I don't normally answer my phone. I thought it was my son's school. She said, the clerk began to cry and said, thank you for sharing that. You have no idea how humiliating this can be sometimes. And then this person said, people don't even see me. Changed a lot of perspective for Brene Brown. And hopefully it changes our perspective. To to stop and say, you know, how many people do we not even notice? But inside, they are wanting you know people to see them, and it can happen when we slow down and say, you know what, I'm going to be still, even in the busyness of the year, and even in the plans for 2020, to regularly be still and know that He is God. Let's talk about some famous doubters as we consider some of the negativity. This is interesting. Bicycles. The New York Sun said this: as a fad, cycling is dead. And few individuals now ride. Of course, we know now bicycles one of the biggest sports industries in the culture. About cars, the New York Times said the automobile is following the history of cycling. The collapse of the industry will be as complete and disastrous. Computers, one of the most famous quotes, Thomas Watson, the head of IBM, said, I think there is a world market for maybe five computers. Again, we're going to look at some things about relationships, marriages, or if you're single, some things to think about because there's plenty of doubt. There's plenty of negativity. We have to move beyond that. As John Wooden, the legendary basketball coach said, do not let what you cannot do interfere with what you can do. So let's look at some more recent examples of some companies that failed to pay attention, that didn't adapt and didn't see things through a new perspective and what happened to them anybody remember what ibm originally made their money from if you're familiar with ibm they made their money with computers and for a while they dominated the industry and nobody could compete until other companies got their technology together made computers for a lot less money and today ibm doesn't even sell computers next one here nokia if you remember Nokia, they dominated cell phones. And now they are, you know, on the verge of collapse. That's AOL is the next one, not even a company that exists anymore. Everybody remembers Borders. They were popular here, especially in Ohio. And Borders, basically, they didn't adapt when I, Amazon showed up. You remember going to Borders, they might give you a, a 5% coupon. Some days they'd be generous and give you a 10% coupon. And, of course, Amazon has 40%, 50% off. And Borders just, they wouldn't compete. They just thought people wanted to come to the store and pay these extra high prices. And now Borders no longer exist. Next one up, Kodak. Kodak. You know, they invented the technology for digital cameras. They didn't believe it would take off. They wanted to keep selling film. And now Kodak, one of the biggest companies in America, no longer exists. But here's probably the most well-known example in recent years, Blockbuster Video. If you remember going to Blockbuster Video, remember the, the, the pain of if you showed up late with the video, they give you a, a late fee, almost $4. And if you showed up two days late, it was double and then triple and so on. And their customer service was terrible. They wouldn't refund that. They wouldn't take your reason for being late. And, and they just said, you know what? We're the only show in town, so people are going to put up with that until people stop putting up with that. And some people got together and came up with technology to, to stream movies online and through television. They actually tried to sell that technology to Blockbuster and Blockbuster said it'll never take off. And so they continued to think they'll sell videos and make their money with late fees. And of course now Blockbuster no longer exists either. Not seeing things from a new perspective or not seeing things with a fresh eye, not anticipating changes. Or getting caught up in what everybody else thinks Dean Graziazzi said What could be holding you back Is simply the opinions and thoughts from people Who are unqualified to tell you no You are allowing a belief created in someone else's mind To hold you back from reaching new heights So again Psalm 46 Be still and know that I am Let's talk about that be still and know. Base our life on truth, on the promises of God. Talk about marriage. Whether you're married or you're thinking about being married, if you're engaged or if you're single but you plan one day to get married, John Gottman is someone to be very familiar with. He's done more research on what causes divorce than probably anybody else. In fact, he put together a research center and he's able to sit down with a couple in 15 minutes, tell them the likelihood of their marriage lasting more than five years. He's got a 90% success rate. What does he do? When a couple sit down, he has them discuss an issue they disagree about. Could be little, could be big. But he measures, hooks them up to uh, these machines that read their heart rate, blood pressure, watches their eyes to see you know if they dilate or whatever uh, changes he sees there because internally, these involuntary responses, we can't control. You can't avoid these. You can't try to just say, you know what, if we don't look at what he says, I'll be the exception to the rule. He has some brilliant studies here. And he said, you don't have to do the the personal counseling with him where you're hooked up to blood pressure machines and heart rate machines. He said, here's four things that he knows from counseling people that it would destroy your marriage. And as we're entering into 2020 to stop and say, you know what, to be still and know the promise and know God Emmanuel, part of that is to have a marriage that is blessed by God and using the the truth and principles to make that marriage the model it's supposed to be. So here's four things real quick. John Gottman says, we'll destroy your marriage. If you're married, make a commitment. As we talked a couple weeks ago, what do I need to stop doing? What do I need to start doing? Stop doing these. Or maybe you know somebody else and you can use these principles and come along beside them and say, listen, let me tell you a better way. Uh, Number one, marriage killer, criticism. Criticism. Now, we all have complaints. Uh, Criticism, though, that's complaining with a personal attack. So saying things like you did or you didn't do this because you are and fill in the blank. So maybe it's, you know what, you spilled, you know, food on the carpet because you're so lazy and clumsy. Or, you know what, your child is not listening because you're a terrible parent. Criticism. The next one is contempt. Here's where body language comes into play. Contempt when it's that real contempt that it displays you're an irritation to me, unconsciously a person will roll their eyes. Now I'm sure we all joke and roll our eyes in humor, but if you're in an argument and you do that, it's involuntary. That is revealing something deep down inside. And that's contempt that says, you know, that this person irritates me. So again, if you're listening to somebody and they criticize, you can come along and say to them, look, you know, I know your wife may put on a strong face when you say those things to her, but inside, let me tell you something, she is dying when you say those things. Let me show you a better way. Uh, The third one, defensiveness. We can't admit we are wrong and we try to justify what we do. And the last one, stonewalling. That's when we go away without leaving the room. Criticism, contempt, defensiveness, stonewalling. Again, Some things I need to stop doing we can each look at and live at a different quality of life by having better standards. Sidney Harris, early 1900s, said, Most people are mirrors. They reflect the moods and emotion of the times. Few are windows, bringing light to bear on the dark corners where troubles fester. The whole purpose of learning is to turn a mirror into a window. You know, we can stop and say, you know what, God, in in this past year, 2019, was I a mirror that just reflected culture and people and opinions, or was I a window that your light was able to shine through and bring hope to other people? And what do I want to be in 2020? Psalm 4610, again, be still and know, be still and know. Here's a beautiful quote. You don't have to to write this down or try to memorize it, but to understand what G, K. Chesterton in the 1800s was saying here, he was looking at society, and this is just a brilliant statement as so many things that he would say were. But Chesterton said, all around us is the city of small sin, abounding in backways and retreats. But sooner or later, the towering flame will rise from the harbor. Announcing the reign of the coward is over, and a man is burning his ships. What Chesterson is talking about is Cortez, famously, as many know, when he arrived at Spain, he had his men burn the ships and he said, we're going to, to conquer or we're going to fail. There's no in between. There's no going back. So they burn their ships. And a lot of people use that metaphor. I have as well. Burn the ships, meaning no turning back. And Chesterson took that and he said, it's the end of the reign of the coward. The coward that says what can't be done. Or how things can never change or be better. Because somewhere, and hopefully for each person here, just like he said, there's a match being lit. And somebody is declaring, 2020, I'm not listening to the coward voices anymore. I'm ready to burn the ships. Burn the ships on low standards. Burn the ships on faithlessness. Burn the ships on anything that leads me from being who I need to be in Christ. Why? Because Ephesians 2.18 says, through Jesus we have access to the Father. When you step into 2020 and you can say, you know what, I can be still and know that He is God and in Christ I have access to the Father. I mean, I have access to all the promises. Access to everything He said I can have. Not because I'm good, not because I'm religious, but because Christ has paid for that access. You know, an anonymous person once said, The real measure of your wealth is how much you'd be worth if you lost all your money. The wealth in relationships, health, wisdom, faith, life, forgiveness in Christ, access. Psalm 4610, be still. Love this here by John Ortberg. He's a writer, a minister, travels by plane a lot. He writes here tongue-in-cheek, but also with some seriousness, as you'll see. He says, normally I fly coach, and when I do, I think those arrogant people in first class, they ought to be with us. We the people, that's where goodness is. Every once in a while, I get a free upgrade to first class, and then I think those poor slavs back in coach. They must not function at as high a level as I do. They're probably just not as smart as my friends and me here in first class. Then one day I had to make a decision. I was on a flight with my wife. There was one free upgrade for me. Worse, that day I had preached on Acts 20.35. It's more blessed to give than to receive. I had actually talked about how giving was the greater blessing. So I turned to my wife and said, Nancy, would you like my upgrade or would you prefer the greater blessing? I don't want to get in the way of that. And as she was patient, she looked at him and said, fine, gave him the upgrade and he took it. But he would talk about the real struggle, though, the struggle to want something for himself at the cost of being able to give something to his wife. The struggle between selfishness and wanting to be a giver. Psalm 4610. Just be. So let me close with an example, a stunning example that puts all of this together. A man who stopped listening to the negativity Stopped allowing the voice of cowards to hold him back, the voices that say what can't be done or we've always done it this way, things can't change. Someone who wanted to see things from a new perspective and not just keep doing the same things over and over. And he got stunning results. That man is Dr. Bill Thomas. It's known as the Eden Alternative. It was a new experiment at Chase Nursing Home in New York people there like at any nursing home there were plenty of problems there were lonely people there were people with illnesses people on heavy medications some people who never left their room so dr bill thomas sat down with the company he said let's change some things let's make some radical changes see what we can do they said for instance what do you mean he said well you want life we need to bring life into this nursing home so let's bring in something living let's put plants all around they said that sounds simple enough anything else he says yes you need to bring happiness you know what makes people happy are puppies they said i don't know that we can have dogs here may not pass the health code and again he said we need to do what we need to do they said how many he said well we have two floors Let's get two dogs. They said they probably could make that happen. They said, anything else? He said, you know, not everybody is a dog person. Some people like cats. We need to bring in some cats. They said, how many? He said, you know, dogs, they move around a lot. Cats don't like to move so much. Let's get twice as many. Let's get four cats. They said, two dogs and four cats. Really? Is there anything else you think we need? He said, absolutely. You need music. Music moves the spirit. But it needs to be beautiful music. What makes more beautiful music than birds? They said, how many birds do you think we need? He said, in a place this size, you would need 100 birds. People there were shocked and they said, have you ever lived with two dogs, four cats, and 100 birds? And Bill Thomas said, I have not, but I think it sounds amazing. They finally agreed to what he wanted and he said, you know, the thing was the day they showed up with 100 birds, the driver The cages had not arrived, but he said he was not taking the birds any further. And so he said they have to be left here. They put them in this room. He said they got out of that room. They flew all around the place. And as he would say, it was glorious chaos. So what happened with the Eden alternative? People come from all sorts of companies to see. Because what happened? When one man said, let's stop listening to the coward voice, let's burn some boats, let's do things differently. Medication at the nursing home was cut in half. People that hadn't spoke suddenly now were engaged in conversations and laughing. People that hadn't left their rooms, hadn't even gotten out of a chair in months, were walking, coming to the counter and saying, you know what, I would like to walk the dog." You see, we're stepping into a new year, and there's all sorts of voices out there, and there are plenty of people that want to be a mirror. We want to stop and say, I want to be still, know that he is God, know in Christ I have access to all the promises bought and paid for in Christ. And I want to be a window, a window where the light of God's love shines through and brings peace and hope and joy. To have a marriage that is the picture, the model it should be, as Scripture talks about. To have relationships that are abounding. To step into personal goals and say, you know what? I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. To say, Lord, where I've not seen people, give me eyes to notice them. For some of the other things that are maybe unseen before us. To know moving into the new year, God is always with us. And to say, you know what, Father? Give me eyes to have a different perspective, one maybe nobody's ever had before. To do some radical changes. Burn some boats. Trust that the access we have in Christ changes everything. And to simply move forward and say, I want real wealth, not measured by money, but measured by the promises of God for through Jesus we have access to the Father.